All right, welcome to episode six of the Bro Dudes podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Jake. And we are still missing Abe. Have we? Have you seen him? No, I don't know where he is. I think we should start making some flyers. Like little pu- well, milk cartons. Yeah. Put his face Put on Put his him. face on the milk carton. He's missing. Where's Abe? Where's Abe? Abe, come home. Yeah. Have you seen this man? <laughs> we should do Hey, we'll do out that uh, that alert that goes to everybody's phone. And it's super annoying. Abe alert instead of Amber Abe alert. alert. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new alert. It's so, for a grown man. Nah, Abe, Abe uh, couldn't make it again tonight, but uh, we're going to still do it. Uh, the Duo Bro Dudes podcast Bro, tonight. we got this. But yeah. As you can tell, we're already improved because our audio is 100 times better. Yeah, we got two mics, so yeah. uh, I, hopefully this sounds all right for you guys. Uh, one thing I kind of want to jump into first is uh, is being late to like events and things just a cultural thing or are humans just garbage? You know what, man? Uh, I, I, I'm not late to stuff. I'm not late to anything. I panic if we're late to anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say it's, I don't think people are just garbage. I just think some people get used to not having structure. It's a time. Show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they don't. I can understand if you're late for, I used to work in the grocery business and I had to work at, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning, drive from, you know, Houston to Pearland, which is about a 25 minute drive. That's awful. Yeah, well, but it, you know, 4.30 in the morning, it's not that big of a deal. And I was late one time because I overslept by 15 minutes. And that's it. Yeah. Like, and I don't understand how you can be late to something at three in the afternoon. So let me tell you. Three, uh, 3 p.m. on a Sunday. You know what they call that? They uh, they call that uh, California punctuality. So my cousin, who um, she's... She does a lot of stuff in the entertainment industry and stuff like that when it comes to making uh, advertisements and marketing. She's very good at what she does. And she lives or did live at this time. Now she's like in between right now uh, in California, in Santa Monica. And my now wife at the time, fiance, stayed with her. And, you know, we're like 12 blocks from the beach. So it was already pretty cool. And she's like... Yeah, well, you know, I have a meeting at 10 o'clock, so... And I looked at my phone, I was like, uh, I'll say uh, Crystal, because that's not her real name, but it's close enough. <laughs> I was like, uh, Crystal, that's a, that's not the right, you know, way to look at things. It's it's already 9.55. You're supposed to be there at 10. She's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Everybody's going to be late. Imagine that, Joe. You're guaranteed that any I don't have to imagine it. It's my life. It's awful. Yeah. So <laughs> any birthday party doesn't matter. We had a birthday party at uh, allotted for my son. We reserved a pavilion at 3 to 5 p.m. Okay. On a Sunday. I have two kids. I know what it's like to get kids out of the house and on get there on time. We're yeah. still never late. It does not happen. And, of course, people end up showing at 5 p.m. when we're starting to pick up. I applaud and this you. happens every single time. If, if you're truly not late, I applaud you because that used to be the excuse for my aunt and uncle because they had three kids. Yeah, it's not and that so hard. it was just like, ah, they'll be late. And now as they get older, they're more on time. They're not on time, but they're closer but to the right time. People that are perpetually and, and, late. And for us, we're like, oh, that's awesome. They're on t- to us. If they're five minutes late, they're on time. It wouldn't have been such a big deal. But like our other parties in the past have been for the kids is uh, uh, we've done it at our house, which is its own set of headaches and show up at three o'clock, whatever. People roll in at six o'clock at night, show up to a party three hours late. Yeah. You know Consistently. what? You know what? I'll tell you, <clears throat> you know, you just made me remember it and it really bothers me. One of my best friends that I grew up with, um, I, don't, I don't care, I'll say his name, Colvin, he drove me crazy and he still does because what he does is you'll say, hey bro, we're hanging out at 6, so uh, why don't you make it down? And then he'll show up at 7.15. It doesn't like, make sense. He's like, yeah, I'm here. And I'm like, Ugh. so what I've started doing. Is whenever he is in town, I text him and I say, "Hey, bro, we're sh- we're meeting up at five. You have to trick him. So he's the, yeah. So <laughs> every this, time this goes into like <clears throat> college. So 
people now, I guess back then too, they want to go to the bars at like 1130 at night. Oh. Right? They pre-drink and do all that. Whatever. I, I okay. mean, I, I pre-drink to go to the bathroom. So there's... <laughs> I understand pre-drinking very well. But to go out and start your night at 11, 1130 at night is insane. Because, well, that's when the bars get hopping or whatever. Yeah, but they close last calls at like 1 or one thirty. So you're limited to an hour of fun. And bars suck, by the way. Like nightclubs. So... That's a different subject all in itself. Yeah, I've only been to bars. I've never been to a club. Yeah, like nightclubs and yeah. you know things at night. Because I, I went to school in, uh, in Manhattan, Kansas, and we had Aggieville there, and and it was fun. in bar district, and I don't know, man, it's, it's pretty fun in Austin. So no, not Sixth Street. Rainy no, Street. so yeah, I guess maybe because I'm older, but I want to drink a beer, have a conversation. Yeah, you listen can do to that. some good music. No, not at like eleven thirty at night. You're screaming at the person next to you. It's going to take you at least twenty minutes to get a beer at the bar because you're a dude. If you go to a if you go to a a bad bar, yeah, the hopping places, the, the, the popular, hopping. yeah, the hopping. Is that a store yeah. anymore? Is something no, hopping? no, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> <Is> yeah. it, <laughs> it's not crack a lack yeah. anymore. Yeah, what is that? Is that is that some wrinkles I see on, over there? On fleet, do on people fleet? say that now? People didn't say it before. <laughs> So, am I going to bring it back? <laughs> no, it no was never there. That, that club was on fleek. It was fleek. never there. <laughs> it was never there. I don't know. I was never the guy. So when I was in high school, I never went out on parties because my dad was a cop. And let me tell you, his favorite thing was to break up parties. Because he himself was a party goer in high school. So he thought it was funny that he now got to break up the parties. So I never went because of threat of my life. And he did, in fact, threaten my life many times. If I ever did drugs, if I, if I ever got caught drunk, I that would be the end of my life. And he told me exactly that. That's the end of your life. And I have like nine lives then. Yeah. That was every day. I spent junior year of high school grounded. Yeah. The whole year. Just, yeah. just stay in your room. Come yeah. home and get out of your room. I wasn't... <laughs> Then <laughs> Jesus, literally what did you junior do? year of high school. What did you do? Uh, uh, where do we start? So I thought it'd be smart to grow pot, well, which we talked about yep. before. Uh, I made a bong out of a mini M and M's case <laughs> in my room. You're I pierced just, my own ears. You're just a little stoner. In high school, yeah, I was not. Yeah, yeah, I but. Was not. I, I think I smoked so much weed that I like flunked Spanish one, and then I passed, and I, I got an A in Spanish two because hey, they let me join Spanish two. I didn't smoke weed, and I <clears throat> barely passed Spanish one and flunked Spanish two. Well, I got D. Here, let, let me tell you what my Spanish teacher used to do. Now that you talked about that, he he was an older guy, and his daughter was the vice principal, so he didn't give a fuck at all. Like he didn't care anymore. And what he would do is we'd have tests. And he'd be like, all right, you have this test. Class is uh, 55 minutes. I'm going to go get some tea. It should take me about 45 minutes. <laughs> and then he'd leave for the whole test. And so we get, so everybody cheated. Nobody, nobody learned a lick of Spanish for Spanish one or two. It was, and then where you would lose your grades. See, that's how he'd let you pass. But where you'd lose your grades is that he'd also have to give a verbal test too at some point. Like they required him to do it. So that's where he was like, ah, they're going to be garbage. So I better get them up to speed on the written one so they can at least pass with a C. And that's Spanish 1 and 2 was all that. Dude, we watched Man vs. Food on there because they were talking about Spanish cuisine in my Spanish class. Does it? Well, you know you were in for a good day when the teacher rolled out the TV and it was going to be movie dude, day. Dude, you're not kidding. The best one, and and I I had never seen this movie until this class. It was in World Geography, which we learned in that class, except this one day. It was after testing, and he was like, I'm not going to make you guys do stuff. And so he was like, I'm going to roll out my favorite movie, Monty Python's Quest for the Holy Grail. See, that's epic. It, it was awesome. It has a lot of educational value. <laughs> it honestly does. Yeah. In the satire. Like I way, learned you really no, can that learn you don't need the, a horse. You just need a guy with coconuts. That's it. Yeah. That's all. 
It was I was the only person. You know what? Everybody in that class was lame because I was cracking up while watching that movie. Yeah, because I thought it was so funny. No, the, my yeah, Monty Python was awesome. It is, yeah, especially <laughs> that one. Golly, you know, you know what's another show that's like that that came out way later, of course, and people act like that, and I always tell them just get past the first season. It's short. Just get past the first season. Is The Office? The Office is the funniest show on television. You don't need to get. To the first season to get hooked on the office, but it's awkward comedy, and people, people yeah, in America, people in America are desensitized to awkward comedy because they're so used to a laugh track. So they're like, "Oh, I know when to laugh." <laughs> yeah, like that's the live audience type. But it's not a live. They audience. instruct. I know it's but- a flip of a switch. <clears throat> At yeah. one point, there were live audiences, like right. a Fresh Prince, you know, Home Improvement, Home Improvement. right but like the one i can think of that has an awful laugh track is that 70s show it just goes off everything they say especially in the later season so on uh there was that show with sheldon what's that oh god the big bang theory yeah so they actually played i saw a segment where they actually played you know, a couple minutes of the show and they turn the laugh track off. And it's bad because they do pauses for the for the laughter. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. But The Office doesn't have any of that stuff, has great humor. I, I love it, man. Yeah, The Office is an awesome show. But I haven't seen it past where Michael Scott isn't on the show anymore. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, you're not missing too much. Like the the last season is meh. Like I don't, I didn't really care about the last season. Halfway through the first half of it, and then you get towards the end, the last couple episodes, whenever they're closing out everything, and then it's like, oh, okay. I'm not gonna lie, The Office made me cry at the end of it. Well, Michael Scott, I think, made the show, but I haven't seen the rest of it. So I don't well, really know. Well, see, for me, I love. Like I grew up, my dad was a prankster, and then I was a prankster as a kid, all the time, and so. The one character, Jim. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. He's a super prankster, right? I love those jokes. Like, the best one out of all the pranks he does, the one that I want to do the most. I think it's the same one I think you know. It's, it's, the, it's the one with the nickels and the <clears throat> hand phone. That's, yep. that's my favorite one. Where he takes, he takes it apart and he just puts one nickel every single day for a month. And then he just... Took them all out, and he just kept smacking. Because the the line was, uh, "Jim made me smack myself in the face with my own phone," <laughs> and that is one of those things that I just I want to happen. I want to make somebody. We need to do bring that. pranks back. We do pranks need to be back. <clears throat> you know what it is though? People are too sensitive now. They're very sensitive. They're so sensitive. You know that show couldn't work. Have you seen the interview where they talk? They asked uh, uh, Steve Carell. They were like, uh, "Do you think you could do the Office reunion?" And he's like, yeah, I don't think the office would work. And, no, the fact and, it hasn't been dragged through the coals nowadays anyway. I saw it was very, by today's standards, extremely oh, yeah. offensive. Well, there's a whole episode <laughs> where he forces Oscar, a gay man, out of the closet and then kisses him. <laughs> he's to show support. Why is there no outrage? Why are people not tearing down? Well, there's a great. Right, I know. Well, there's a great one where he goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the meme I saw was that quote, and then underneath it said, Oscar, you're gay. Boom, you're roasted. <laughs> <laughs> and they get a free pass. And they make fun of everybody. Yeah. But it's, I, I think that's why. Is it's just like, hey, we just make fun of everybody. Who cares? Like Family Guy. Yeah. You know what? I saw a thing too that was like, how did the, what what would you call it? Millennial generation, I guess, and generation. Yeah, we grew up with Family Guy. In South Park. In and South Park. Yeah, we're so sensitive. <clears throat> And we're offended by everything. Yeah. Statues. <laughs> blocks of granite. We yeah. must tear it down. I don't know. That's crazy. So back to being people that are late, just show up on time, man. It's not that hard. It's not. Especially for something at three in the afternoon. Let me tell you what happened today. Speaking of punctuality. All right. Somebody, Mo, comes down. And she's like, oh, I got a haircut during my lunch break. Yeah, Mo, if you're listening, it's a nice haircut. Yeah, it's nice. And then I was like, oh, I need a haircut. And she's like, just go during your lunch break. You haven't taken a break, right? And I was like, I haven't. So I called them up and I was like, hey, you got something available for three? And they're like, yeah. 
And then I'm like, okay, cool, perfect. Won't take me long at all. They're just down the road. Take 15 minutes at the most to get there. So I waited till 2.40 and I went to get a snack and I realized I didn't have my wallet on me. So you were late to your hair appointment. So I drove home to go pick up my wallet. And luckily the barbershop isn't far from my house. And then I drove to there and I was like three minutes late and it bothered me. It bothered me so much that I was three minutes late. Hey, tell somebody, be there on time, be there on time. It's that easy. I mean, <clears throat> right. He, now, it didn't matter because my barber was busy hanging up a shelf. But at the same time, it bothered me knowing that I was late. Yeah, I panic if we're late to anything. <laughs> yeah. I hate it. But here's the thing. When I'm late, if I'm late, typically, <clears throat> like if I'm if I'm late and I know there's no way I'm going to get there on time, it's going to bother me, but I'm going to be like, oh, well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'll, I'm going to get there. Because what am I going to do? Endanger my life to get there? No. Mm. It's dumb. Like, at one point I was working in, at the George R. Brown doing stagehand work. And, dude, the call times for that were ridiculous. It was, like, 6 in the morning at the George R. Brown, and then we'd work till, like, 10 o'clock at night, right? It's gross. It's It was gross. No, the pay wasn't bad, but it was hard work. But, which, I didn't mind. It was cool to learn that stuff, but it was just that drive, man. And one time, I got stuck in traffic. I, I left there. And I just got locked up in traffic. And they, they like, got all pissed off. I showed up 30 minutes late. And I told them. They were like, where were you? I was like, I had traffic. Hmm. And they were like, I was like, I tried, I tried to beat it. But, you know, sometimes shit happens. And they were like, you couldn't have texted us? And I said, I didn't want to text and drive. It's dangerous. It's super dangerous. I Would said, you rather me be late or dead? But I did take a screenshot. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> to show that there was proof of traffic. Hey, so one thing I want to talk about is tax returns because it's tax season. I still got to do mine. So Americans are conditioned to look forward to the government giving you back your own money. Not me, man. I was self-employed until I started working with you. A lot of people pay. I get that. I paid a lot. A lot. A lot to the point where I was like, I'm not making that much. Why are you taking so much? Right. But we've actually been conditioned for people to look forward to their tax returns. Yeah. Yeah. And it's ridiculous because it is theft. It's why we became a country in the first place. <clears throat> yeah. We got pissed off over taxation. Tea. Over like tea. And stamps. Yeah. yeah. Bro. I got all. Uh, listen. All right. All right. For the we, We've had this discussion before, but my family has been here since the 1600s, all right? So I count myself as a true-born patriot, all right? I, I am. It, it's gone down the line, right? Whenever I heard that they were sitting there in California planning, we're not going to get too political, but this one really bothered me, to tax text messaging, like per text, I was like, <laughs> people can hear me. I'm going to turn. I was like, it's the Stamp Act all over again. I'm telling you, dude. Everything is taxed, <laughs> and we're okay with it. Look, yeah. Income tax, federal income tax, sales tax, property tax, estate, tobacco, sin now, tax, hotel tax. We gotta Now, we got to give it to the great state of Texas. There is no state income tax in Texas. I lived in Kansas, and there was. Yeah, that must Kansas suck. Kansas had a state income tax. Texas is the true freedom state. Of America. Well, here's here's where, where taxes get, get funny and that we just sort of accept them. So, like, weed is going to get legalized and it has been in a bunch of states. And their excuse is, no matter what side of the political spectrum you're on, is, yeah, but it'll bring in more tax revenue. Let's tax it. And we just accept it blindly. Yeah, right? Yeah, okay. Let's. Why should you tax it? I want to point out something. Not that I'm for or against weed being legalized, but it's coming, so brace yourselves. But we're okay with just blindly tax it. And then we made it an excuse. Yeah. Tax it. Why? It's perverse. Let me let me tell you something, okay? I just want to point out, we're going to move on because we're not going to stay on this topic. But the the great point of this is that Texas doesn't have a state income tax, and it's one of the only states... 
that has an actual profit year after year. But yeah, they prop they taxes, but they don't out of us in in property taxes and not nearly like it anywhere else. Texas is the best place to live. It is. It so is. I wouldn't argue, but we just blindly accept more taxes. You're right, and hey, we're okay with it. Hey, I want to jump back a bit. <clears throat> all right, because I was ta- telling you how much punctuality, being punctual, if it's within five minutes, it bothers me more. If I know there's no way I'm going to be late on time for like 15, 30 minutes, I'll try and call ahead if I can, but it is what it is. I'm not like, you know, doing my hair. If I'm stuck in traffic, I'm stuck in traffic, right? But what really pissed me off is this week, I never realized how much it bothered me signing for packages. I didn't volunteer for this, okay? Let me tell you this. I know you know, Joe, but the scenario that I have <laughs> I got mad. So I have a little ring doorbell, right? Oh, like with the camera? Uh-huh, with the camera. And FedEx guy shows up. And I knew they were coming because they sent me a text message early saying somebody's got to be there to sign. Well, I work a 12-hour shift. My wife was working a 12-hour shift. I'm not going to be there at 3 in the afternoon on a Monday. Ain't going to happen. What? I have a house. So obviously I'm not going to be here, right? Because I'm working. Anyway, I put a little note in there the day before and was like, not going to be home, can't sign. And that guy, this guy straight up ignored it. Not only did he ignore it, he rings my doorbell and he goes, and I was like, hey, I'm Jake, I'm the owner. In fact, I have a whole video and I showed you earlier. We'll put it on our but, Facebook page. Yeah. The bro dudes. Because I was like, on Facebook. hey, uh, this is Jake, I'm the owner. Um, listen, man. I work a 12-hour shift. My wife works a 12-hour shift. I'm not going to be able to sign for that package. So if you could just tuck that package next to the door, you got to sign for it. The sender said so. That's what he tells me. And I was like, yeah, so that's not going to happen, dude. (laughs) So it's just not going to be possible. So just put that package there. Sir, I can't do that. And he's like, I'm going to write, though, where you can pick it up from. (laughs) Dude, I was like, I I didn't care so much. And at this point, I was getting annoyed. I just went, bro, listen here, all right? You can just John Hancock that for me. Just put Jay Norsworthy right across there. I don't even care and say that I accepted it. I don't care. And he was like, yeah, no, you can pick it up here. You can pick it up here. I'm going to take the package. And I was like, fine. See ya. Thanks. Appreciate it. Hey, man, he was just covering his ass. Who was going to see? I, somebody see. I just I just allowed him to do it. And he was like, I was like, I literally said it like this. I, Jake Norsworthy, allow you to John Hancock. <laughs> you gave a verbal, a verbal I consent. did. I did. In fact, I was like, this, <laughs> this extinguishes all legal obligations towards you. And he just was like, no. And then I look and it's like a 40 minute drive to the facility to pick it up. Now, it worked out because they ended up coming back today. So I, I, for a minute, I didn't think it was going to happen. And my wife was home today. But I was like, if I have to drive to Houston <laughs> to pick up a package, I'm going to be pissed. Why did I order it online if I had to pick up the package from somewhere else? That's the whole point of ordering it online is so that it goes straight to my door and I don't have to deal with that headache. But what if somebody stole it? Then I'd see it on my ring doorbell. It'd be all right. Yeah, exactly. I'd be like, oh, there they are. So for those that don't know, we say drive into Houston. That's that's an accomplishment. There's no Bro, it is. So my Kansas listeners, <clears throat> you can get from Kansas City all the way to Topeka, Kansas, like a quarter of the way through the entire state in like under an hour. And I was conditioned that when I Wow, really? Yeah. Like I used to think driving from Kansas City to Manhattan where I went to college. Yeah. yeah. It took like two hours and maybe 15 minutes. And that was a drive, man. I hated making that drive. It took forever. Wichita was three hours. Oh, my God. I've been in traffic from downtown Houston where my parents live out to my house, probably 25 miles away. And it's taken an hour and a half to two hours. <laughs> That's so. So when we say... Yeah, drive into Houston. It's like an event. No, it is. Houston's like, I don't know, like yeah. 40 miles? Yeah. 
the Houston, but no, it, it's like it, well, yeah, Houston's big, but that's not the problem. The problem is, is that there's all the traffic, and like I said last time, listen, we're not gonna get too heavy into it, all right? But if we just did my driver's test thing, right, where you got to take a driver's test every five years, and if you fail, we're not gonna have that traffic anymore. But right now, it's no, awful. half the would fail. <laughs> I don't, and then the roads <laughs> would clear up, and we'd be fine. <laughs> Did you just solve traffic? I did. I listen. It's the truth. All right. Listen. Flunk those idiots. All right. And they'll take a year. Right. To before they have to take a test again. Shoot. I'll say six months. All of a sudden, three fourths of traffic is just gonna die off, and all of a sudden, it's just gonna. You're gonna slowly be like, oh man, it's sixty five miles an hour. Normally, I'd be going thirty in rush hour traffic, if not exactly. five miles an hour because i've done that that i got rear-ended at five miles an hour on 59 that's just somebody texting or something no it was an old man he he wasn't he was from he was from angleton and he was like i'm never in houston i was like you're good man you didn't do any damage i'm all right you're all right that's what matters i ain't even gonna share insurance let's just get on with our lives now because let me tell you what the real reason was for that sure there wasn't any damage I don't want to be that guy that's the cause of a problem. Like when you see those people that so are you're the, passive aggressive. I just is that passive aggressive not wanting to be a problem? Yeah, but you like voicing about problems. Yeah, but I didn't say it to that guy. I was just no. like I was just like, hey, are you okay? It wasn't a problem worth voicing right. about. He was I was like, are you okay? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Your truck looks okay. My truck's just got a little dent on it, on the bumper. I don't really care. We don't have to exchange insurance, all right? We're all good. And he was like, okay, cool. And then he left. And the real reason I wanted that, I'm glad he was okay. All right, he was an old man. I could relate. I have grandparents that live out in the country. If they can't, And when they come into Houston, I'm terrified at all times because they can't drive in Houston. They can't drive in Sugarland, So they definitely can't drive in Houston. So... That guy, I'm glad he was okay, but the real reason I was like, let's just get on with our lives is I don't want to be the guy who's sitting on the side of the road and we're like, oh, let's exchange insurance in rush hour traffic causing more of a problem than there already was. Because when I see those people on the side of the road, you know what I – and the one that makes me the most mad is the guy who's out of gas – or like his car's just dead. Like all the tires are fine. Nobody else is around. He's just on the side of the road. And I'm like, you're awful. Because if you gassed up your car, if you did your maintenance, I wouldn't have to be stuck in this traffic. And now you have wasted an hour of my life. And that stuff bothers me to no end, Joe. Well, and you know, we work in the car business, so I guess we can relate to it. But yeah, it's a... Uh, I guess maintain your stuff. Yes. I saw one. So I went to the University of Houston. Main campus. Lame. No. Go Cougs. Yeah. And they're, by the way, number six in the nation for their basketball team. Join a real conference. 26 and one. They are in the real. What are you talking about? They're in division one. A real conference. (laughs) Anyway. Okay. Carry Drove on. into Houston every day, an hour to get into Houston if I didn't hit traffic. One day I hit traffic and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> Let me tell you what I saw. I saw this person broke down on the side of the road. Tires were fine. So it was a maintenance issue on this old beater. And as soon as I looked at it and I was like, I was beside, my vehicle was beside this guy. All right, and I'm passing him slowly at three miles an hour on a 65 mile an hour freeway. And I look over at him, and as soon as I did, his car caught fire immediately, like that. Just that, just. And I was just like, you know what? If he just would have gone to the. (laughs) If he just would have gone and got his oil changed, his car wouldn't be on fire right now. (laughs) And now my life is altered. Because it took me an extra hour. There's a guy at the dealership. He drives this platinum, loaded out, put all these bumpers and all his wheels and tires on stuff on his uh, platinum F-150. And he just straight up refused to ever get an oil change. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So he 
burned out his motor? Yeah, 40,000 miles, and now he has to buy his new motor. Just yeah. That stuff stresses me out. That stresses me out knowing that. I didn't know that that was a thing. I don't really yeah. even know who it is. because I'm I don't there. even know who it is. I just recognized the truck, and the techs were making fun of it. And they're like, this guy just never gets an oil change. Yeah, I couldn't look at that person yeah. the same if I saw that. Yeah. A Platinum F-150, all right, uh, the EcoBoost motor, which is like a $9,000 motor. Yeah. And he'd just rather get it replaced. All he would have had to spend in 45 that, bucks on an oil change. 45 by 5. We're mm-hmm. at what? Shit, I don't even know. I don't know math, yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying it's just simple. <laughs> Seven, eight. So, hey, listeners, just you're out there. Just, just do your maintenance. It's all right. Yeah, it's okay. It'll save you in the long run. Joe, do you do your maintenance? Yeah, actually. Wow. I do. I'm, I'm glad to hear. I hate to see you broke down. Because no, <laughs> I know you. Because I know you. If you No, it would stress me out because I know you. You'd just be like, oh, well, <laughs> guess I don't have it anymore. Hey, can you pick me up? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> hey, Anna, can you take me home, <clears throat> take me to work? <laughs> so I didn't have a vehicle for a moment, and I got in my mind that you know what? I think it's more economical to buy a moped. <laughs> I heard about the moped and I couldn't believe it. I think we talked about it on here. No. No. I bought a moped. It was like 650 bucks and the moped was awesome. I drove the moped to work. I only, I only live like eight minutes in my car to work. So on the moped, like 15 minutes. How much did this moped cost you? 650 bucks. You could have bought an old ninja for nine hundred dollars, but then I would need a motorcycle license, and I haven't gone on that. Then you need to take a Saturday, do the, oh, the class. Yeah, I, I know how to drive a motorcycle, but I've, you see those guys in the school parking lots on that little Yamaha. You don't have to take the class to get the license. You can. I don't know how it all works, but I just don't have my. You motorcycle. can take a test at. If I'm not mistaken, you can take a test at the DMV. But then you can oh. go to the DMV. Well, anyway, I thought it would be a cool idea to... I take the class. But you get a discount if you take the class. This thing went up to like 65 miles an hour. It was a little beast. <laughs> it was a moped. But... At the end of the day, you had to say, I drove a moped. I called it a go-ped. <laughs> I, heard, I heard that that our boss made fun of him. Was like, yeah, my boss made... He's like, I'm not going to have one of my managers driving a go-ped or moped. <laughs> So just buy a car. So then I bought a car. Man. (laughs) It seemed smart at the time. Unless it rained. (laughs) Or any inclement weather. It's a good thing you were already married. Because you never would have got a woman. Seemed like a good idea at the time. I mean, I mean, I had motorcycles. I didn't have a moped. Although my first bike I had, somebody gave me. And it was a 1997. It actually can go as fast as your moped. It was a 1997 Ninja 250 single cylinder. And that thing sucked. What, like a dirt bike? No, it was a street bike. It was a street bike, but it was like... 250 cc's? Yeah. They make go-karts. I'm aware. I'm aware. <laughs> I have to... Uh, so where I, So I'd have to drive in the neighbor, the big neighborhood that was next to us. Just to practice. But I mean, I couldn't get on the, I couldn't, I definitely couldn't get on the freeway. I couldn't even get on the feeder because once I hit 40 miles an hour, I could start feeling the heat coming out between. And I was like, this thing's going to overheat. And it would. I, I, it overheated several times. It was a, it was junk, but it was great learning. So experience. where's your bike now? So, so, why don't you have so a bike then now? I got rid of that bike. Well, actually, I think we kept it and we didn't really do anything with it. And then we got rid of it eventually. But I I saved up and I bought a Harley, and I really liked it. I got a Dyna, and uh, I loved it. It was really cool. It was a used Harley, but it was well maintained. And then I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go for further rides, and I want to have a radio, and I want to have a fairing, and all this. And so I bought one of those big old street glides, brand new, from somebody that we work with, who worked there at the time. And that was the worst decision I ever made because I hated that bike. It, it was a nice bike, but I didn't feel like I was riding a bike anymore. I felt like I was driving a car that was more dangerous. And then and then I just, I don't know, it wasn't fun anymore to ride that way. The other bike was totally cool. So 
I'll get another bike, but I don't have any bikes anymore. Because what happened with that one is I was young at the time when I had it, and I moved out. I was really young, actually, like 19. And I moved out, and I, I my mom said, you know what? Uh, if you're moving out, you're not going to be on my insurance anymore. you got to have your own auto insurance. And I called to see how much it would cost to get this brand new. It was a new motor, a Harley. New Harley. Street Glide. That's a big bike. And I was like, yeah, how much would it be for me to add this to my insurance? And they're like, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, $3,000 for six months. And I was like, uh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> and they were like, well, you can't ride it without insurance. I was like. Okay, cool. I'm going to park it in the garage and sell it. And then I took it to the place that the dealership that we work at now. But back then, I obviously, I took it there with my Toyota Camry that I had for six months because, and that all led because of that, because of you got to pay for your own stuff. My, my parent, my mom bought me this awesome truck, right? This F-150, this 04. I loved it. We souped it up and everything, put all terrain tires on it. It was four-wheel drive. It had the big V8 engine, and it was cool until she said you had to pay for your own gas. And gas was expensive at that time. It was like three-something three a gallon, way higher than three-something a gallon, but it was up there. And anytime I filled up, it cost $80. And I'd go 250 miles on $80 of gas. It was just, it was brutal. So it was a disaster. Yeah. So I, I had to get out of that. So I got the Camry and then I had the bike and the insurance was too much for that. So I had to get out of that. So, and then I was like, this Camry sucks. And why did I buy this thing? And really what it was, was it was a knee jerk reaction to the, how expensive the truck was for gas. That I was like, I got to just go all the way and get a four cylinder. And so I, and I was like, this sucks. And so I, Traded both of them in to the dealership we work at now and bought a V6 Mustang because I was like, I don't need a GT. I just I just need a car. So, <clears throat> And then I was happy and I liked that car for a while. Speaking of disasters on bikes, we started – no. Yeah, we started. Oh. Uh, bicycles. We're going to switch – yeah. Gears, not technically switch gears. We're gonna, <laughs> I see we're what gonna you get, did there. Yeah. All right, so switch gears. Yeah, yeah, write that down. And so we started uh, Abe. Not here, but that's okay. We'll continue on with this. And uh, Abe recently got me into bicycle riding and got a nice little road bike and whatnot. And then we thought we'd bring Jake into the mix. Yep. And we took Jake out on his maiden voyage. Yeah, and Abe <clears> sold <throat> me this nice bike. Yeah. For a well-reasonable cost. Yeah. So, Jake gets his bike. We roll out through downtown Fulcher. We ride in the back roads in the country. And uh, I get a flat tire. Okay. We got saved by a buddy that was on a different bike ride. He shows up, fixes the tire on mine. Hold on. Why did the tire pop, Joe? Or why did the tire go flat, Joe? Because I didn't maintain. It's gone flat before. <laughs> We've gone full circle about maintenance. Well, <laughs> all right. I guess I'm that guy on the bike. And my, anyway, we get right, it fixed. So we get we get mine fixed on the road. No big deal. And literally, not even a quarter mile later, no, well, maybe a half mile later, I was riding ahead, and I look back. No Jake or Abe. Well, Jake got a flat tire on his. Oh, man. It was awful. Let me tell you. So we're talking about yours. You're flat. And we're like... Oh. Mine was preventable. Right. But I didn't prevent <laughs> Mine it. Mine was not. I didn't take not. the steps to prevent it. We're talking about it. And then we're just riding along, cruising, silently. And I must have hit something. I never saw what it was. And I went back to look. And all of a sudden, I just hear... As all the air from my tire goes out, and I was just like, shit, you know, and I get off the bike, and it's just gone. Like, there's nothing. Right now, let me tell you, that bike is in my garage right now. There's no front tire on it, and it's just chilling there. Yeah, so uh, Abe and our buddy Louie went and rode ahead and uh, got the truck and came and picked us back up. Yeah. I mean, good thing they did. Honestly, Joe, I'm going to be a <laughs> – not that I wanted the flat – but I was so glad that we didn't have to ride. Because that's the first time I've ridden that far since I was like a kid. 
You know? Yeah, we, it was like probably going to be a 15, 20 miler. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I've ridden that far. Like, when I was in... When I was a teenager, before I had a truck and everything, I rode my bike everywhere. Everywhere. All the time. And now I think about it, I'm like, man, I probably rode my bike on weekends for sure. One day I would ride 20, 30 miles, if not more than that. And then now, <laughs> I'm like, we're doing, we did 10, how many miles do you think we did? We were at least 10 in before the disaster okay. struck. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then, yeah. and then you just, and then you were like, I was going to chill with Jake. Yeah, we hung back, and we were little bike bros, and then uh, disaster struck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was the, uh, that was a, I don't know, that was like three weeks, four weeks ago, and we haven't been back since. That long. So you know what? is, all right, we're gun people. You like your guns, I like my guns. Uh-huh. What's your favorite everyday carry? My everyday carry, which I recently picked up a few months back now, is the uh, XD, the Springfield XD Mod 2. It's the XDS Mod 2. But it's a double stack. No, it's a single stack. See? That's where I'm at. You don't know which one to go for? No, I I do. Mine's a Glock 43. When it came out, I said, this is going to be perfect. It's a 9mm and it's single stack. I got a smaller hand. Yeah. I don't think I need... 12, 13 rounds to stop any threat. I think seven ought to do it. We're good. I don't want something bulky on my hip. I don't like it. So. I don't yeah. even carry an extra mag. Well, so so <clears throat> I, I sold you my old everyday carry, which I hated. Yeah, that Russian freaking. <laughs> the Ruger American Compact. Yeah, Rugar. Which shot, which shot fine. <laughs> Rugar. It was made in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, whichever way you want to spin. It. Yeah, sure. And then you sell it, but to it was me, a double you tell me, Yeah, that thing like has crappy accuracy. No, I was just messing with you. It's okay at accuracy. But the <laughs> the big thing is is it was a double stack, and it was so damn heavy. Like I hated wearing it because it would just wear out in all my pants, my belts. I had I bought a belt that was specifically a gun belt. That you could wear that was meant to wear when you carry. And that was like, ooh, Jesus, I can't lift this fucking gun up. But you're but, left-handed. Yeah, so? It's weird. <laughs> Why? I think you're going to be the first person taken out in an active shooter situation. Absolutely not. You know why? Because they won't see it coming. I've already, listen, all right? <clears throat> I hope there's nobody who's going to, you know, threaten me one day on listen to this. Because... Here's what I do. I keep my phone in my left-hand pocket. I keep my wallet in my back left pocket. And I keep my That's gun... That's backwards to... And I keep my gun on my left side. So I'm. So the day that the guy goes, give me your, give me your phone and wallet, I'm ready. Because I'm like, oh, yeah. And then I'll reach, reach and he'll never see it coming. Because I'm reaching for the left side. Everything's on the right. Because I'll keep that right hand raised, and then boom, boom, boom. I'm, I, I got it. I'm good. Left-handed. Now, huh. let me tell you what's super annoying is that this what, is a shell right casings hitting no, you in the face. This is that does happen. Mm-hmm. It, ha- it hit. They hit my arm. <laughs> it hurts, dude, a lot. And when I shoot my AR, oh man, yeah, you just get blasted. God, God damn. You know it is what it is. No, well, yeah, that too, but. Uh, I have to, when it comes to handguns, I got to look out for ambidextrous handguns. Oh, like slide releases and safeties? And yeah, stuff? like my current one doesn't have all that. It's got a, it's got a magazine release, but the slide release and stuff, I have to, I have to swap hands and do this, the slide release. You could just come over to 99% of human life and just turn right. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. I do everything. It is with determination. I do. And I don't think you everything right left-handed. Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I don't like sitting next to you when we eat. <laughs> I, I, you know, and I'm way more conscious about how I, I sit when, where I sit when I go out to eat with people because I'm like, oh, I better sit on this side. That way, I don't sit there and elbow them the whole time because it'll happen. So, should there be constitutional carry? I don't know. What you mean by that? Meaning that you're just your right to 
keep okay. and bear arms. You know, there's not like in Kansas, they they pass constitutional carry. Oh, where you don't have to take a class and all you that. Don't take. You're just allowed to open or conceal carry. I like the training aspect of it. Yeah, I did a six hour. You know, you know, I did a six hour concealed class. I learned a lot of stuff. Well, and you know why? You take a driving test. I mean, <laughs> yeah, why not take a gun test? Well, but they do, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm fine. I think the class should be a thing. Honestly, I mean, I think it's fine. Why not? It's not long. It's not hard. I have no problem. With if it. you can take the I time, I learned a lot. You learn a lot in a concealed carry yeah, class of what you can and can't do. Exactly. I had no idea that like you can't go into the postal service with a gun. Do you know that in Texas you cannot? If somebody's breaking into your car and it's daylight, you can't. I don't know if that's them. true. We talked about this to yeah. a customer. No, it. I think that's that has the to have been the law. Late, there was a a lady at uh, the gun range down the, the store from us. She's actually a lawyer for the CCA, hmm. and she said, "Yeah, in Texas, you can't engage somebody if it's daylight in your car, but if it's nighttime, as soon as it's sundown." Yeah, I don't care. Somebody starts reaching into my car. No, like while you're not in it. Oh, it's parked in your driveway at yeah. two in the afternoon. You can't engage that person. Yeah. I don't know. I do know that I like my gun. If anybody's looking to get a gun, definitely go with a Springfield XD. Although, we we meet a little contention here. Because you like the Glock. I only like the Glock because we have a wholesaler <clears throat> that we've sold vehicles mm. to. And I got a really, really great deal on it. So you like and it gun. had great reviews. I mean, it's an all-around good yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Glock 43, single-stack 9mm. I, my favorite gun was the Walther P380. I've heard Walthers are really good. I like this one. It was the most comfortable gun I've ever held. It fit my hand, but it was only a 380 caliber. Yeah. I think they just came out with a, with a 9. The coolest one. It's a P938. Was that the, the James Bond, the little PPK. Yeah, yeah. PPK? I don't know. It just looks cool. It's iconic. Yeah. The wall thing. And it's all metal. Yeah. No polymer. Yeah. I always told people that, like, the reason I got Springfield was, I was like, I mean, it's just an upgraded Glock, which it is. Just got added yeah. safeties, better sights. I just got a smoking deal on the Glock, and that's straight up why I, yeah. I, I carry it now, and I have the holsters for it, and I can... Dude. Outside waistband carry it, which is uh, yeah. I don't way outside waistband. I don't outside. I inside waistband, and I've got and I spend money on my holsters. See, that's my biggest thing is because I've done the Alien Gear holster, right? Which is right. A, a good holster. It's okay. It's it's a decent one, but I saw one. The one I have is really cool. You could customize it so you can choose the color of the leather, and then it's got um, like this mesh that's like. Sw- keeps how it's designed is it keeps the sweat away from your gun but it keeps enough to where it breathes on the holster so it's it doesn't get hot you don't get like sweaty where where the paddle holster is right and then you can but you can change the color of the mesh and then you can choose what kind of the uh, what is it called now that they actually use for the plastic it's called something else now you know you're the kind of guy that would play a video kydex you're the kind of guy that would play a video game and spend more time customizing Bro, your I, skin. You know, absolutely, one hundred percent. I would never customize let me my tell gun you, holster. Let me tell you, where so right now there's a game out called Anthem, and there is uh, the customization is limitless. The colors you just it's just a wheel, and you just you could choose whatever colors you want. It doesn't matter. There is no like we got twenty colors for you. No. It sky's the limit. And man, I spend a lot of time just no. recustomizing my character. And then the division's about to come out. And the division has all these clothes and outfits. And my buddies used to get so annoyed because they'd be like, Yeah, I'll be right there. And they're like, What are you doing? I'm like, I gotta change my clothes. And I'm like, you just did it an hour ago. I, I am. I'm the guy that customizes. No, I can't do it. I any RPG I've ever played, I do the default character, man or woman, whichever one it lands on, and I immediately breeze, breeze through it. I name the character Joe, and I start playing the game. Yeah, I hate that. And I've never changed it. Yeah, I hate that. I want my character to look cool. No. Yeah. When I'm getting shot at by an 11-year-old from Korea, yeah, but that's the what last you're playing thing I care like about that. is what 
he sees me looking at. Yeah, it's but, first person. but in a first person. But the two games I just mentioned are third person. I'm going to be looking at him. I want him to look like presentable for me. You know, I want no. my hero to look like my hero. So my my hero's got to look. Have cool. you spent money on skins? In what game? Any. Yeah. Oh my god. Got a load of money. When I when I was in when I was in high school and when I started college was right when League of Legends became super popular. And dude, I I don't even want to tell you how much money. I spent way too much money on that. Like way too much. But it was over years. Like that was the only game I played for years where it was like, "Oh, I'm not used to I used to buy all these games." I was like, "No, instead of doing that, I'm just going to buy League skins." And I did and I have so much. I'll show you later. And we're not going to mention ever again after I show you. We're not going to mention that number, but it's I I can show you, and it's it's insane on the appearance, not the game. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm cool with it. You know why? Because skins make you better. No. Yeah. Some that's the last skin I changed was in the original game, The Sims, because there was a nude patch that you could download <laughs> and turn your characters naked or turn them into Darth Vader. That was The Sims. Sid Meier's The Sims back yeah, in, yeah, yeah. I don't know, 2001 or yeah. whatever it was. No, I, I get That's the last the game time. of skins that get I skins had. all the time. Yeah. Don't care. Default yeah. player, whatever it looks like, it looks that like. That game I told you about, Apex. Dude, I bought, I bought crates just so I could get skins. No, so I started playing the new Call of Duty game, and I'm playing with people that have, like, neon glowing guns. Mm-hmm. No, so that's where I draw the line. Generally. Now Apex, I've had, I've been okay with, but most games, I don't want my guns being all crazy because it bothers me. Because that's different when it's first person. But like, I'm talking like, like in League, they have cool skins. Like, there's a guy who's typically, um, I don't know, he's like a future soldier guy who's got like a shotgun, right? And I hated that. And then they can't, and they came out with a riot gear one. And he, so he looks like a cop. So he's got riot gear and he carries and his gun instead now is like a smoke grenade launcher kind of thing. I love that because that's pretty cool. I, I'm a sucker for a lot of times first responder stuff, of course. And then anytime you get like future stuff and I'll spend the money, man, because if I'm going to be playing that character all the time, I want to look cool. Like when I played Overwatch, dude, I had, I had so many skins. So. Staying on the topic of video games, uh, I had the privilege after last week's podcast. Jake here has a virtual reality setup, which we spoke his... of, we spoke about, but you didn't you didn't fully understand it. <laughs> no, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. So he has this... it, it altered your life, though, right? Yeah, it did a little bit. I didn't know that things were like this, and I really think that it's probably the future of gaming. And he has this setup. Well, t- tell him what this setup is because I can't explain. Yeah, that. so I mean, it's going to change soon. Because the new headset's coming out, and you don't need all this stuff. But I've got, like, these tower systems, right? That's what they call them, the towers. But really, it's just a little block with these IR sensors. And you mount them in either corner of your room. And see, so you got to have a lot of space to do it. Because it, it's actually room scale. You can move around and stuff. So I set these up. Now, the new one's coming out. It's going to have cameras all around the, the lens. You don't need these. So you're only tethered by where your computer is. So it doesn't matter, but you put on the headset, say HTC Vive, you get the controllers, and you just go to town. So he, I had no idea what to expect. I put on this goggles, yeah. and you're literally everywhere you look is you're you're in this environment. Yeah, and. The level of immersion, I've never seen anything like this or experienced it, and it was almost freaky. And I played that game, the Beat Sabers, that you've seen in the videos mm-hmm. on Facebook where you like use your lightsabers and slash these blocks to the sound of music. It's like a rock band on steroids. Yeah. And honestly, it's it's aside from this podcast, it's really been in the back of my mind to try and play it again. <laughs> well, and then like I showed you that tower defense game. And you're like standing up on a, there's like these stick figure guys, but they're really cartoony and they're trying to break down this wall and you're standing on the top of a castle and you're like shooting down at him. And I, I, do you remember I grabbed you? It was freaky, man. And I pushed him towards the ledge. But I mean, you know, he's in, he's in my office, right? So 
obviously you're going to be okay, but, but everybody no, it, I do. It, it still uh, absolutely terrified me. I thought I was going to uh, completely fall off this invisible ledge and uh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the problem is though, man, is that there's just not enough people playing it like this. The big one is the PlayStation one because it's so cheap barrier and entry like the problem with this you got to have a really beefy computer so that's going to cost a couple grand and then the headset's going to cost you like 400 bucks and it just racks up so like over time i've built this stuff up and i was like you know what i'll make the leap why not but then the playstation one i mean you need a ps4 pro it's 400 and then the headset that's 200 so you spend 600 and now you got 180 vr so but there's really no multiplayer vr yet yo yeah there is yeah, dude, you'd love it. Uh, in fact, sitting behind you, I got to finish printing it. My 3D printer, I've been printing a little VR rifle mount, okay? Oh, it's even got Picatinny rails and everything. Yeah, so you're actually, the whenever that's complete, I'll be able to put the controllers on there, and then I have these magnets that can unhook the controller from. There's a game this 16-year-old kid made, a military simulator game, and if you play it, you'll it's going to blow your mind. The, one 16-year-old kid made this game by himself. He went to gun ranges and shot rifles to get the actual sounds. And then, so you've got a realistic gun, right? And then you've got these realistic weapons. Oh, well, then it goes further than that. Oh, I run out of 30 rounds? I got to press a button to drop my magazine. Then I got to pull a magazine off my my pack on my chest and put it in and it's all in vr and then like let's say i want to talk to people but that guy's like a mile away i he you have a radio so you actually have to put the controller to your your chin or like right right to your shoulder and press the trigger and then that will engage the microphone and then you have to talk like it's a radio all right that's why well, I, I think this and it's full multiplayer I've never experienced anything like it before. So if you guys have someone out there that has some virtual reality setup, give it a try. Cause it was like nothing I've ever, aside from the Wii, the original one. Yeah. Remember like bowling? Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when, when the sports came out and it was yeah, like Mario tennis. Kart and all that. And, yeah. But this is, was something totally, completely different. Yeah. I mean, cause you get fully immersed in it. Yeah. It was awesome. Especially when you put like headphones on, it becomes, you, be, yeah. you join the world. We'll be wrapping up soon, but before we do, the one thing I want to talk about that's pretty cool, which this one's going to blow your mind. So the other big thing that's not virtual reality, but similar to it, is augmented reality. And the only one that's really making a headset for that is Microsoft. They're coming out, I, I don't know if you ever saw this, but the HoloLens. No, I have no idea what that is. Okay, I'll have to show you some videos. But augmented reality is where like you can still see the world around you, but then they add these holograms for you to see. So they created a headset, and you're able to see these holograms. And the idea is, is it's not supposed to be for the... It's not supposed to be for the... Uh, uh, the use of like, like originally they were thinking some video games. I guess that didn't work out because nobody bought this thing because it cost three grand. Three grand just for the headset. What was Microsoft's first thing? The, the Surface? Yeah, yeah. But this is like, it goes on your head. You see the world around you and then it has these glasses that project an image. So it's actual holograms. <clears throat> but the example they give is like designing stuff. Like you can sit there and you draw and only you're seeing this hologram through this headset. And then you can sit there and do the whole Iron Man thing where, you know, you put your arm in it right. and move it around. Or like one thing was like instructions. And it was sh the example they used was this... Uh, this lady was trying to change or she was trying to like undo a pipe on her sink. And so it had like arrows of how, where to turn and which ones to click on the actual pipe though. And they even had, and, and that on that example, it was her dad on the surface tablet drawing from what she could see where she needed to, which one she needed to do. And it would pop up. And so they're trying to do real, real world examples of what i'm on board I three grand i didn't crazy. know it was a this virtual reality thing really was a, a thing but man this is yeah it was awesome yeah <clears throat> we should probably go play it yeah i think we should 
Well, with that, we're going to wrap up. I we're going to go play some virtual reality. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this uh, enhanced audio podcast that we had. Um, yeah, we, we improved our mic setup right now. We're going to keep doing some improvements in the future. But, uh, Jake, where all can they uh, watch us at? So, um, like I said before, it's going to be uh, podcast services around the globe. Uh, we're going to have everything from Google Play to iTunes soundcloud and spotify um yeah yeah all, check us out on facebook the bro dudes on facebook we look forward to doing this again we'll be back next week too um on our uh, facebook page follow us there uh put in any comments of topics you'd like us to discuss um we've got opinions about pretty much everything and uh we'd love to share them with you guys we look forward to speaking with you guys next week and uh catch us again at the bro dudes podcast bro dude